How's it going, everyone? My name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. No, it's, it's not like Rogan, but like it's, it, yes, it is a podcast. Here's a piece of Portland, Oregon, a city where people with blue hair and people with gray hair who drive Subaru Foresters it can come together to hike and pickle things. In the town where you can hang out in coffee shops for years and, and somehow get by is now also a city where federal officers with no identification have been deployed to get things under control, or whatever that means. Initially sent to protect federal property and personnel, they've now turned to violent tactics, even snatching protesters off the street and shoving them into unmarked vehicles. It's scary. And it really wasn't specified whether or not these agents were trained on mass demonstrations which I think has actually been fairly obvious. Because if trained personnel were sent, I can tell you that they would have done the exact opposite of what's being done. You don't control crowds in Portland by bull-rushing protesters. If you really want people to disperse the area, just tell them that you're serving chicken that isn't free-ranged. Trained officers wouldn't declare an unlawful assembly because a lot of people are standing next to each other chanting slight jabs at them. They declare that the national anthem needs an update and one probably done by Green Day. Kind of like provoking a beehive by poking it or uh, throwing tear gas at it, things have escalated in the city. What do they think would happen if they beat a medic trying to help a guy? Sure, someone who drinks Mountain Dew might put down their hand and clap, but most people are going to be pretty pissed. The gig's up. Nothing's really stopping them from assaulting citizens. With that, you'd think they'd at least get people who know how to swing a bat or else someone in a Navy crew neck is going to make their batons look like foam fingers. Now, I recently moved out of Portland and can tell you that if these federal officers actually wanted to control things, they wouldn't show up to town equipped to hurt people. Rather, they'd bring their favorite Dead Kennedys album and a six-pack of hams. Beating the shit out of the city only helps reaffirm the police brutality that they're protesting. But at least they're wearing masks. I mean, some people have to give up their N95s for gas masks, but still, masks. And speaking of masks, apparently, if we all wear them, we can have the virus under control in four to eight weeks. Four to eight weeks. That leaves us somewhere in September. Plenty of good weather left for those with permanent farmer's tans to slosh around in other people's urine and drink Bud Light. But instead, a lot of people have said, no, my rights. And... You know, they do have rights. Maybe not decency, but rights. And these rights, along with endangering other people, also help center the spotlight on that blistering cold sore sitting rather gracefully on their upper lip. And for these Karens with rights, when you break out with anxiety acne because a black person is just existing, I hope you remember what you could have worn to hide it while your Cetaphil does its job. All right, everyone. Uh, on to the reading now, call it chapter two, call it what you want. Real quick though, so I recently uh, completed a road trip from Portland, Oregon down to San Diego, and I'll break it up into two legs, one of which is Portland to the Bay. And on that leg, I stopped to get a little pick-me-up about seven hours into the drive, and on my way back on the freeway, I asked Siri to take a note about that pit stop. Later from that note, this is what came of it. Enjoy. I got off at exit 666, and the first thing that I saw was a Dutch Bros coffee hut, which I thought was fitting. Hell is where people who wear tank tops and curl the brim of their snapbacks go. 
In hell, coffee isn't coffee, but eight ounces of syrup that costs five twenty-five, and you're expected to give a thirty percent tip. In hell, the baristas are warm and cheerful instead of cold and standoffish, and there's no such thing as forearm tattoos, only quotes that run along rib cages. There wasn't a Whole Foods off exit 666, not even a Safeway, but there was an AMPM, just one, and two of the six tills were closed, and the car wash tunnel had a paint job of a neglected barn years after a devastating famine. I parked next to a Nissan Sentra, one operated by people who dispose of their fast food packaging on their dashboard like savages. The floor back seat must have been occupied by used cat litter and and then swords, maybe, I don't know. These people have always fascinated me. Their morals hold up just enough to not throw trash out the window, but never enough to actually throw their trash away. You don't want to cut them off in traffic. All things point to frequent experimentation with bath salts and impulsive decision-making. You'll find all types of dollar menu safe havens on these windshields. The ones in this particular Nissan was Carl's Jr. and Arby's. The Carl's Jr. was a common suspect for these people, but for whatever reason, the Arby's, close to unusual, and and probably because it's Arby's. It's sandwiches, but not, right? Do they just serve sandwiches with au jus? Is it a subway with milkshakes? I find it depressing. How low had this person have to go to actually eat at Arby's. I walked around to the back of the car and saw a Nebraska license plate, and it all made sense. I stood outside the store for a bit to stretch out, go through my phone, maybe catch a quick slight tan. It was close to 100 degrees, and I knew that the longer I stayed out, the better the overcompensating AC of the stop-and-go mart would feel. My eyes were getting heavy and my bladder full. I was looking for a yerba mate in a unisex bathroom. I still had a couple hundred miles left for this leg of my road trip. There was one employee, a girl, no older than 21. She was in charge of maintenance, bringing people up for discount coffee, and making sure people wore their masks. She sat behind a screen of what is most closely related to the visiting booths and prisons. Heads down on her phone, I could have ran off with a couple drinks, maybe some chips and candy, whatever I could hold and she wouldn't have noticed. A maskless couple walked in after me and beelined to the other end of the store to wield some big gulps. I'm pretty sure the big gulp is where people who wear Nike Air Monarchs just because draw their power. The big gulp. It's responsible for most cross-country truckers not falling asleep at the wheel and what Europe thinks sides with Happy Meals. While they checked out and asked for a pack of Newports, I debated whether or not to chance a Red Bull. I I knew I'd get a solid 35-minute high and maybe... If I timed the ensuing crash with, say, a mix by Peggy Goo, I might be able to ride it out for another 20 minutes, but I had at least three more hours in the car. I felt I needed to get something to make up for the soap and water I just used, so I picked out a vial of hand sanitizer, a brand I wasn't familiar with. I'd get my caffeine from Dutch Bros, one that now had a drive through line of nine cars, which is really only three minutes of their time. The person taking the orders was wearing a Miami Vice-themed tank top. I rubbed in some of the hand sanitizer. It smelled like cheap tequila. Meh. Everyone, this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.